88.9. Today we have the amazing opportunity to interview Special Agent Frank Tarantino, who is the Special Agent in charge of the DEA's Seattle Division. Mr. Tarantino was an officer in the United States Army. As an Airborne Ranger Infantry Officer, he achieved the rank of Captain and was assigned to 1st Ranger Battalion, 75th Ranger Regiment, United States Army Special Operations Command. He joined the DEA in 1998, and he has been deployed to Afghanistan six times. So in May of 2009, he led an operation targeting the Taliban stronghold of Marja in Afghanistan, which resulted in the seizure of 18 metric tons of opium, 200 kilograms of heroin, hundreds of weapons, and over 1,000 IED components. This operation and many others netted over 262 metric tons of hashish, 30 metric tons of opium, 1,200 kilograms of heroin, and uh, three dozen heroin labs have been destroyed and over 20,000 kilograms of explosive material. Thank you, Mr. Tarantino, for coming on and talking to us about the dangers of drugs and the increase um, of overdoses among the country, especially among young students. Well, thank you, Matthew, Quinn, and Andrew, for that uh, overwhelmingly generous uh, introduction. I really appreciate this opportunity to speak with you today, and I applaud you for what you're doing with the, uh, with the radio station and obviously in furthering our message of, of uh, protect, protecting the, the communities and, and trying to prevent these overdoses. So thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, of course. It's a pleasure speaking with you as well. Um, can you please tell us about the rise in illicit pills laced with fentanyl over the past uh, couple of years? Yes. I mean, this is, as you mentioned in your introduction, this is a national uh, threat. It's a national uh, increase and uh, epidemic in terms of the proliferation or the widespread uh, sale and distribution of, of what we consider to be illicit fentanyl-laced um, counterfeit pills. So pills that are manufactured uh, clandestinely and that have a um, a measure of, of fentanyl in it, un, unmeasured. So let's say a, an amount of fentanyl that is not necessarily uh, put through any kind of quality control measure. So there's, there's, there's potential for some pills that are, again, clandestinely made to have more fentanyl than others. Um, and then this, this uh, increase of availability has uh, taken hold in the United States, uh, in, in every state, uh, specifically the Pacific Northwest, because it's replacing um, the the opioid epidemic with, with respect to heroin abuse and um, some of the other synthetic opioids that exist out there. So it's it's a cost, it, it's it's availability, it's um, also the 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 product has such a uh, intense effect, uh, positive effect, or I should say uh, euphoric effect on the, on the user that it, it is uh, strongly desired by the, uh, the end user, in this case, uh, the substance abuser. Is there a um, main age group that these illicit pills um, are getting out to, if that's younger or more um, older people in the Pacific Northwest? Well, this is the interesting thing. Um, I don't know if that was Matthew or Quinn um, or Andrew, for that matter. But but the was, interesting thing Andrew. is that it's really it was Andrew. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Andrew. Uh, it's available to everybody, and that's the, that's the scary part about this this um, this particular narcotic is that it is everywhere. It is 
Uh, it's in our schools, unfortunately. It's it's in the playgrounds. It's in the locker rooms of athletes. Um, it's it's in the communities. It's in you know business, the business world. Um, it, it's everywhere because it's it's so easily uh, concealed. Uh, it is so readily available because we're we're seeing hundreds and hundreds of thousands of pills being manufactured in uh, in Mexico uh, and then smuggled into into the United States across the border and all various methods. Um, and so uh, what's concerning is that we're seeing younger and younger uh, people, young children, uh, using this drug and becoming addicted to this drug and in, in some really scary cases, overdosing. So we, we had a 15-year-old overdose in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, uh, about a month ago. Um, we also had a, a, a mother who was a user of illicit uh, fentanyl and who was nurturing her, her baby, um, and the baby died as a result of the, the, um, the mother's use. So, so we're seeing it in fa- impacting and affecting uh, all, all age groups, but, um, but obviously we're concerned about the young, younger population. Are these people aware that they're using... Um... Uh, drugs laced with fentanyl like is it a like a basically do do they know or is this something that the that the manufacturers are kind of sneaking it in to get them addicted to keep business up so i think the answer to your question is yes and yes right so i think that there's a lot of times when people know that they are using an illicit pill a, a clandestinely manufactured pill with with potentially uh, fentanyl-laced uh, um, substances in it, so that that is oftentimes true because the way that the the pill is being advertised on the street, um, like a Mexi Blue or um, some of the other terms m- might be Mexi Fence. Um, there's different terms that that they use. A M30 might be a term that they use that that might suggest that there's a potential uh, that fentanyl is in it, right? This isn't a pill that you're getting from a pharmacy, although they'll right. look pretty similar. And that's the scary thing, too, is mm-hmm. that these pills will look nearly identical to what you might get from a pharmacy or from, from a pharmaceutical company. Um, but the, the other scary thing is that these pills are being um, obtained also through various sites on the Internet. Okay. Um, and so... We are concerned that that some kids are unknowingly taking a pill that is laced with fentanyl. Um, my message to, to, to everybody that or anybody that is using these pills is to be mindful that you have no no idea, you have no knowledge whatsoever what's in that pill, and it takes two milligrams. So, so when you think about two milligrams, you're only talking about like grains of salt. Wow. It's not, it's not a lot. And what is concerning is that the pills don't have any, as I mentioned earlier, quality, quality control. So you have no knowledge of, of which pills, say you get 10 pills at a very low cost. You have no knowledge if one of those pills or all of those pills have that lethal dose of fentanyl in it. And you're really playing, you're playing with your life. So when you say websites, um, just a quick follow-up question: Are you finding it that like there's a pattern between the the rise of social media use amongst uh, kids and teens, and 
the exposure to drug uses like is it I'm, I'm assuming it's easier for for people to get their hands on uh these kind of drugs with with the use of social media i i think you're right in that you know social media certainly is is a really great thing and can be used in a very positive way it can also be used in, in as you know as, as young young adults as teenagers you all you know very well that can be used in a negative way mm-hmm. um so what's concerning is that that this these social media platforms can be exploited and can really, you know, get out and, and touch more people and, and advertise more things and provide things that are that are were once hard to hard to come by. They're now more readily available because of the interconnectedness that happens through the social media sites. Um, and you know, I wouldn't talk about any one particular site. I would just say that that there are sites that exist uh, both on what we call the surface web which is like the open, the open source web, like what you might be accustomed to or what we call the dark web or the deep web, which might be something that's a little bit more dip, uh, difficult and complicated to get to, but, but people know how to get to those sites on the dark web and can order these illicit pills very easily. Mm-hmm. Which, um, well, kind of going off of that, would you say that um, which drugs would be the easiest for kids and students to get their hands on now that, you know, with the... Um, with the expansion, or I guess the easier it is to get on the deep and dark web to order these, um, what are um, that you're finding the most drugs that the um, these students and teenagers are getting um, from the dark web or wherever they're getting them from? So the two, the two that come to mind, and so three come to mind, right? So the the pills that we're talking about right now, these these fentanyl laced counterfeit prescription pills, would be number one. Two would be Xanax and Adderall. Um, Xanax and Adderall are very popular among high schoolers and college students um, due to the fact that they provide a, um, you know, uh, sort of a um, adrenaline-type effect to, to, in some people's minds, assist them through long study sessions and or late nights of, of, of preparing for an upcoming test or writing a paper. So Xanax and Adderall are, are, are being abused um, across the nation, and as I mentioned, uh, they're rarely available on the dark web, and we're seeing an increase in the in the high school and college students using these two particular drugs. Uh, Matthew, want to ask the next one? Yeah. Um, okay. So what then? What do you think? What drug is like the most concerning um, that's been having an uprising in the Pacific Northwest over the past? couple of years or months it's definitely fentanyl matthew um and it's fentanyl because of all the things i have already mentioned but but when we really want to emphasize is is that fentanyl will kill you i mean more than any other drug that we've seen in recent memory um you know fentanyl is probably the most lethal drug that we've seen uh available to our young people um it's it's you know, this might be hard for you to understand. It might be hard for you to put into context, but it's 100 times more, more potent than, than morphine, and it's, it's 50 times more powerful or potent than, than heroin. Wow. Um, and then when we talk about carfentanil, carfentanil is an elephant tranquilizer. That is probably the most lethal, and that's um, 1,000 times more powerful than, than fentanyl itself. So, and we're talking about very small quantities, right? As I mentioned earlier, two milligrams. So you talk about the lethality of it, you talk about the quantity, 
and 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 that should give you and the availability, right? So those those three things really should give all young people and all uh, adults and parents alike con- that should give them you know pause and concern about how serious this this problem is. Mm-hmm. Uh, going off of that, what are some of the big um, takeaways or something you'd want to say to students and parents on learning and preventing um, taking these drugs or, you know, um, just learning about the, the bad um, effects these drugs have and what they can do to families and uh, especially children? So, listen, I would just say this as a parent, um, you know, as a parent of three children who I love very much and care about very much. And I know all of your parents do the same. You know, what, what, what I would say to them is that you only have one body and you only have one, one shot at this. You only have one life to live and you got to respect your body and you have to understand the consequences of your actions and you have to be responsible for your actions. And I think when we think about how irresponsible and how dangerous uh, drug abuse is, you know, we're really, we're really taking um, a, a huge risk at losing out on, on, on great opportunities in our, in our life. And, you know, we have a, a nice website called Get Smart About Drugs that can help educate students and parents alike. Um, but, I, but, I, but, but I think when, when we all look at what's important to us, what we, think we should think about is that we want a good quality life. We want to live a healthy, prosperous, productive life. And, and you know, anytime you put something into your body, it has, it has an effect. And when you knowingly put a, a, an illicit drug into your body, you're not only damaging your body, but you're also running the risk of, of having a fatal overdose. And I don't know that that's worth the, uh, the, the, the effect, the euphoric effect, and or the, um, the uh, let's say, the status amongst your, your peers or your friends that, that you're looking for. It, it's really, uh, you're playing Russian roulette with your life. Yeah. Right. Uh, well, Frank, where did the sort of passion begin, uh, where you began to think that maybe you wanted to devote your career to helping uh, put an end to, to drug use? Great question. So I started my, as you mentioned, I started my, my service in, in the military. And what really attracted me to, to drug law enforcement or the DEA was, was really continuing my opportunity to serve, to serve this country, to have a positive influence have an impact on people. Um, so I think it's, it's a process in anything that you do. It, you know, when you develop a passion, it, it is exactly that. You develop it over time. And for me, it's been that. It's been, it's been a, uh, a lifelong pursuit. Um, I can't think of any particular moment in time where, where it kind of hit me. But I think over time, you, you continue to you know, strive for greatness. You continue to strive to get better at what you do, hone your craft become a consummate professional. And I think over time you develop that passion. So, so I can't, I can't, I think it's taken me 20, 23 years, 30 years with the government to get to where I'm at today to feel the sense of um, accomplishment and the, in the, in the responsibility of really trying to save lives and, and preserve lives and, and keep people safe. Mm-hmm. Awesome. But you haven't had any like um, kind of personal connections to this problem that, that kind of inspired you to, um, do your part to end it. It's just sort of like an overall, you know, this is a problem and I think that I can help solve it. 
Yeah, another great question. I mean, I think there's there's oftentimes, and that's the scary thing about this particular uh, period of time that we're that we're going through this 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 uh, epidemic, where eighty thousand, nearly eighty thousand people have died of overdoses. So so that doesn't even account for all the overdoses that are non-fatal. There's probably more people touched by this epidemic than 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 not. And um, like you said, a lot of people are inspired by personal connections with loved ones and or friends that have uh, substance abuses. And I personally am very grateful and thankful that I haven't had that opportunity, but I've been obviously uh, around people who have, and, and that certainly drives you and motivates you. So I think um, I'm fortunate, but at the same time, too, I'm mindful of, of uh, you know, other people that have gone through that. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much, Mr. Uh, Tarantino, for coming on. Um, anyone listening at home, you can go to the DEA.org, uh, DEA.org to check out more um, information about this sort of stuff. Um, so thank you, Mr. Tarantino, for your continu- continued service to this country. Yeah, and if I could just say real quick how cool the last name Tarantino is. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> really. I'm super envious of that. Uh, well, <laughs> that's funny. Well, listen, you, you three gentlemen, uh, men, have done a great job. Uh, I, I appreciate, like I said earlier, what you're doing. This is a great skill and a great opportunity for you to figure out, you know, how you can get your messages out, how you can help the community, and, uh, you know, what, a, what an awesome opportunity for you to, to uh, you know, give back to your school and and thank you for having me on. And again, those, those websites, just to reiterate, it's get smart about drugs. It's uh, get smart about drugs.com. It's, it's just think twice.com and it's dea.gov. Um, so all three of those sites are available and, and we, we welcome any kind of feedback and or questions. And thank you again, you guys stay safe and good luck the rest of your, your school year. Thank you. Thank sir. you so much. Have a great, Have day. A great day. All right, guys. Thanks. Bye-bye. Well, you heard it. That was um, that was great, <laughs> Quinn. Yeah, that was. So all you're gonna say that that was amazing. Uh, thank you, Mr. Oh, Tarantino, again. Um, I that that was uh, so much. I didn't I didn't know. Yeah, I mean, there's no more questions I have about that. He basically covered everything that. I, need I just want to know, like, what his personal experience is like uh, actually serving in Afghanistan was like, because those, those are bound to be some pretty interesting stories. Yeah. We'll need them on again. Certainly. Um, Perfect. Well, you've heard it live um, on 88.9 The Bridge, and we'll catch you next time. Yeah. My name is Quinn Haba. I'm Matthew Pingallo. And I'm Andrew Hallison. Back to the music.